Live from Guttercat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. Hey yo, welcome, welcome. So many people flowing into the spaces. And if you're listening to the podcast, hello from all around the world and welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new wave of of innovation. Today's guest is a true testament to how betting on yourself when you have nothing to lose can turn the script for your future. After dropping out of college in 2017, our guest today toured the world with his camera and laptop and documented significant cultural events and figures. Fast forward to today, he is minting incredible NFTs which include his photography and digital artwork. His most recent piece, Cat's Cradle, recently sold for 8.88 Ethereum or over $27,000 after a bidding war from major collectors in the space. He is constantly adding value to the NFT space and is a true pioneer in this movement. It's my honor to share the stage with the incredibly talented Jake the DJ. And what's going on, man? What's up, man? That was an awesome intro. Well, I really think your story is cool, and I can't wait to talk about it more. Um, but to start, I'd love for you just to chat for a couple minutes about your journey into crypto or NFTs, whichever came first. <clears throat> well, I guess they kind of came at the same time, but uh, probably when I was super young, I like remember my friend Conrad telling me about Bitcoin, and I didn't get any because I didn't know. I just didn't know I wasn't in tune. So like years and years ago, I, I bought some crypto, but like nothing really. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I was like, yeah, I was touring then and working. And basically like what really pushed me into it was like probably the last like two years. What happened with like just everything is uh, Corona kind of like stopped like mostly like most video and photo work for me, like mm. pretty much ceased it yeah. from existing or it was just like, you know, I would get maybe someone would want me to do an edit, but it was like it was for nothing. It was for five hundred bucks or something. And so I got really frustrated and I was like, I'm just not gonna do that. You know, like I'm just I'm gonna you know, I don't know. It was it was a turning point where it's like I can I can keep doing this and this is what people are gonna think my value is, or I could just like stop. Mm-hmm. You know, I could just stop doing it and just do and just work just like work on things still, but just work on them for myself. Yeah. So, yeah, around coronavirus, I like moved uh, from where I was living, started working in nine to five, like a really not even a nine to five. Like I started working at a grocery store and like the year before that I was like on tour and shit. So it was kind of like messing with me. And yeah, so I was working and then my friend Sean, actually, his name's I art sometimes. He's a big artist. Oh, yeah. Big yeah I love Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, we like have been in touch for a while and a year ago or so he was like man you should put out nfts put out nfts and i was like yeah you know like i just didn't know much about it and didn't like i didn't have something that like uh i didn't have like a radical thought process that's really what happened to me too is i had this radical thought process that like changed and it was the fact that i was working at this store and i bought some doge Mm-hmm. <laughs> with like I didn't have I had no money like I bought like five hundred dollars with the Doge, and you know then they did that whole thing where they like stopped letting you trade it on Robinhood, mm-hmm. and I was like fuck this dude, and I remembered what he said about NFTs and then that, and I was like well, that's not fair that anyone that's not fair that someone can just stop you from trading something when other people can still trade it right like yeah, yeah. so I I looked into things and then I realized that that's what decentralization is like you know so yeah that's like really what pushed me into the space is just like this this idea that like of ownership really too um and also like when i first got into it just seeing like i don't know it's still so early there's still a lot of like cultural things that people talk about culture and there are culturally relevant things but there's a lot of culture that's like not ingrained into crypto yet and that like i I think can be especially with you know 
it's a huge use case for NFTs. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's what really got me into it. And honestly, the biggest thing that got me like, like in the back of my head really was just like knowing my own worth and value because before that I, I might've said I did, but I really didn't. Right. Cause I was still like doing things for less than what I'm worth. And like, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, I love that how you ended that because it's so interesting and hearing that is like that, the grind up and being able to kind of create your own, empire of self-worth is like it, it's a brutal process because along the ride of like building that up you you basically have to start at the bottom because you've never basically created your own identity you've always been someone else's identity and so it's like we all go through this transformation where when we start working for ourselves when we put all of our bet into us that it's like you have to start all over. You start from the ground again because, uh, and, and you kind of have to grind it out as you build up your identity wherever it may be, especially in crypto or blockchain. If you come in, you have to start from the bottom unless you have, you know, years and years of success prior. But it's just, uh, I, I'd love for you to tell me when you first minted a piece and kind of the journey of building in this space, um, building the your identity in this space. Well, this is something I'm still learning, honestly, every day, but I mean, I'm going to my OpenSea right now to find out what the first thing I minted was. <laughs> I think it was, I think it was, um, the first thing was, yeah, it was this piece called Two-Faced. It's like, I, I do a lot of like, I mean, I think you could kind of see it in the digital like uh, painting stuff I do too, but I do a lot of like, I used to do a lot of DIY like uh flyers for shows and shit uh -huh. like instead of doing them i don't know i think when i was in music too a lot of people would start to use vhs but they'd use a filter mm -hmm. and i'm like why would you use a filter when you can just go on the internet buy a vhs camera it doesn't it doesn't it's like you know it costs a little bit more money and it looks you you can never reproduce it you know what i mean yeah so i feel the same way about diy you know like cut and like just making like punk style flyers so that was the first piece i put out that was like i think that was in like april mm. whoa it was seven months ago now so um yeah i don't, I don't so know so sean april, had talked to you for a little while like at the beginning of this of this year you've been kind of hearing about it and then like in april you finally took the dive or it does feel like that was forever ago too yeah it was around april that i put out my first one and then I really like I, I really started like putting out my digital paintings and stuff and I think that's what I don't know there's a lot of different catalysts you know like mm -hmm. you could have a small catalyst to like boost yourself up you know almost weekly or daily depending on what you're doing as an artist but um, you know one thing that really helped me is like learning once I started learning more about what inherently like blockchain and and the technology is then i really like got really into it the first couple months i was definitely into it but then once i totally understood it you know i mean not totally i don't know if you totally can but yeah, once i got the it, way that it constantly evolves and yeah it's hard yeah, to know like, the power but it keeps progressing yeah once i realized like oh my god like the the um like this is true provenance you know like like, mm. I need my own smart contract. I need this. I need that. Oh, shit. You can, like, do things with the smart contracts, which is still, like, I have a piece coming out, like, I think, like, this month. And I'm so excited to put it out because that's the thing I think a lot of projects and or artists are, like, and I don't blame them because I don't know how to do this either. You know, I have to go to Manifold and be like, hey, I have this idea. Yeah. So it's, like, it's something I'm still trying to learn myself. But the power of, like, what a smart contract can do, like, for like what you can do with it creatively is crazy. And a lot of people haven't like, there's not a lot of stuff that's like diving into that. That's not like a big out, like a big, uh, you know, profile picture or whatever, you know, a big cap project. Mm -hmm. So once I got that too, then I was like, then I started putting things on my own smart contract. And I feel like that helps, you know, it divides it up a little bit and like, and, and categorizes things a little bit more. But I mean, I'm still learning every day, honestly, like, and the art is like getting better every day too, you know. So it's exciting. But there's there's so many different ways I want to take it. Like I wanna I wanna 
bringing a lot of these things physic like physically i think that's like a huge thing that the space is like lacking on right now a little bit is just like mm-hmm. how you show these things physically you know like yeah and what that experience is like yeah i mean you kind of see it with the sotheby's auction that was announced where every single one of the nfts will be um are from creators that also do physical artwork and they've they're they're linked with the nft for provenance and i think that's just a super cool thing and and you're gonna like fawocious is a good example of someone that as he continues to gain um attention in the space he has more um more money that he can continue to put back in his art. And that's another really cool thing is like we, the people that are in this space for the most part, a lot of us don't care about like, um, necessarily material possessions, right? Like you're a good example of that. You, you went all in on yourself back in 2017 and you're like, you know what, I'm going to just, I'm going to go do what I love. And we don't care as much about, you know, showing off our clothes or, you know, showing this or that, but we really care a lot about, you know, building and the, the progression of the space and art. And, uh, I think it's just so interesting how everyone that continues to gain fame in this space are so humble and they just continue to reinvest it back into the community i mean i think that's key like i think that's key like the the biggest thing i mean one thing i realized too probably just a couple months ago now one of my collectors uh 9272 bought one of my like kanye photos and i was like dude thank you so much like you're the first like first person to buy a photo from me because with my photos too i i see in the photo like community like a lot of people put their photos out for like 0.2 or 0.3 ETH and like I think that's great you can you know like if you're putting them all out at once and you have a collection that's great it'll build collectors but like personally I was like I'm not gonna do that like I know what my photos are worth and I'm not just gonna I'm not gonna put one a one of one out and put it up for that much yeah and so I listed them for what I want to get for them and like people had like people said stuff to me you know when I posted it or whatever and I'm like dude it doesn't matter because my ultimate feeling about it is like, I'll keep it in, I'll just keep it in my wallet then. Right. right? That's yeah. just the price of what, if, if I, like, if someone were to buy it, that's what I would sell it for. And there's some things that I meant that aren't for sale either, but the trickle down effect of ETH is crazy because 9272, like when he collected that, he was like, yeah, I had, you know, I sold some other, I had an ape or something listed. Right. And I had a big sale. So I, you know, I reinvested in the artists and like, that's a huge thing. And I try to do that. I mean, I try to do that a lot, you know, like when a lot of people will message me or send me their stuff and sometimes it's like overly shilly and there's a way to do it. But honestly, like, yeah, I just go around and look at art I like and you never know. Like I've, you know, started people's auctions or like bought their first piece and I know what that did for me. Like I was like, holy fuck, this is actually real. Like literally what the fuck? Cause I remember my, I remember Sean telling me and I was like, yeah, for sure. Like whatever, you know? And then I sold my first piece and I was like, dude, this shit is legitimately real. And then I bought a fucking X copy afterburner with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, but then sales moving forward, I would just go, I would find artists that follow me that are like, Oh, I haven't made my first sale yet. I just started da, 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 and make, give them a sale. And it's like, you never know what that point two ETH could do, right? Like they could turn that into, you know, they they could use that to deploy a collection. You never know, right? right. So, I think that's a huge thing. Is like even if you, you know, if you see people artists posting stuff and like, listen, there's people. I mean, I'm looking in the chat right now. Almost all of us have a profile picture, right? How much money do we spend on those? It's right. like there's artists who are putting out work for point one five ETH. It's not a lot of money, and that can make a huge difference right so i think that that's something that like if people don't already know that to like just keep that in mind like some this can these small things can be huge catalysts for people you know yeah um 
I, I couldn't agree more. And I think that um, it's uh, so cool seeing people be able to basically come into the space and create their own, like basically uh, start the journey out and then just continue to build a community around them or get involved in a community and build together. And you see it, like you said, time and time again, where we keep investing in each other. And there aren't, you know, it's not like we're big corporations. We're just individuals that are decentralized. The power of that, I love that you talked about that. And like the the gatekeeping of like Robinhood saying you can't trade or, you know, you can't even move your stuff out of your wallet. And people don't understand that when they first get into crypto. They don't understand that all wallets aren't the same. You know, centralized versus decentralized wallets are totally different. And if you are in a centralized exchange like Coinbase or Gemini or uh, Robinhood, Robinhood's the worst because they won't even let you move it out. But you got to find a f- exchange to go to that will let you move your funds out like Gemini or Coinbase so that you can actually get into decentralized wallets like MetaMask and be able to make these purchases. And so I think that's a lot of sometimes that newcomers don't really realize until they get stuck like you did with Dogecoin and you weren't able to actually like move it to a Doge wallet. Um, and I think that we're going to continue. I think that's the cool thing about this space is we continue to see people get educated. And then once they find success, they want to reinvest in other people. And it's just, you know, it continues to build the whole community up. It's just amazing. Um, one thing that I know a lot of people that are entering the com- the NFT community, they realize like, this is a, a tough place. When you first come in, there's definitely like this imposter syndrome. You Everyone talks about it where they just don't feel like they have a place. I mean, I even felt like that for months and months in the space where I didn't know how I could contribute. And so I'd love for you just uh, when you when you start uh, started out in 2017, when you dropped out of college and you're like, I want to start building uh, like this journey that, that I'm in control of, I'd love for you to talk about kind of... Um, what it's like to bet on yourself and that it the struggles and then the rewards as well when you're just starting out well um uh, the rewards of it it's i mean it was really really insanely rewarding like looking back on it maybe at the time like yeah at the time sometimes you don't know because it's one of those things that like i mean when i dropped out i I dropped out and I was at this like party and I was doing a lot of work with Vic Mensa Mm -hmm. and his manager was there, my friend Cody. And I was just like, I was like, dude, I'm going to drop out. You guys don't have a photographer or videographer. So just pay me whatever, because I don't make any money now anyways, just pay me whatever. And I'll come on tour and like shoot stuff for you guys. And so that happened and it went on this big, you know, so much stuff happened from that. And I look back on it now and like, like at the time, sometimes I was like, fuck this man. You know, like, I mean, I didn't have money. I was like, like in recording studios in LA, like going to the kitchen, like eating all the like chocolate chip cookies. I was, I didn't have money. So I was just eating free shit. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was hard. And I remember like being with one of my friends, Nick and him and I would be like, this is hard as fuck, dude. Like we have no money. And you know, and then you're also in this position where <clears throat> you're doing cool shit, right? You feel like you're like you, you're going to the studio with big artists, you're meeting people, whatever. And but still, you're like, I have no money though. So what even is the point? Mm-hmm. Not not necessarily the point, but like, is it fake or is it real? What what's going on here? And now that I look back, like, I mean, betting on yourself is like the absolute most important thing i think the other part is just like having convict having like high conviction in yourself and what you can do which in some respects is one and the same but you know now i look back on those experiences and like i'm unbelievably like so happy for them like uh they sucked but i wouldn't be here you know mm-hmm. and like if i if the grocery store shit came up maybe at that time I would have been like, fuck that. But like, I had been through enough shit where I'm like, dude, I can swallow my, like, I have to do this, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think betting on yourself and like knowing what you're capable of and also like not, um, compromising. Like I don't compromise myself at all now. 
or I don't like, I just know exactly what I'm worth. If and that's that's pretty much, pretty much it. You know, like I don't know. I don't waver in it too much because any success I've had betting and believing in myself has like paid off huge. Yeah, and it also hasn't like. That's the thing I see a lot of people like, not even talk about, but when I make a sale or whatever, you know, I'll be like, I, I think I posted before, like, it didn't happen overnight, whatever. But truly, it didn't. Like, I've been, I've been a kid in my bedroom, making shit since I've been like nine or ten. So, it's like it's not something that just happened like in the past couple months where I learned how to teach myself shit, you know. Um, but that experience was huge and i think that the world is a lot different now and you can be an artist and bet on yourself without dropping out of college and without going on a tour you know what i mean yeah. like you can do that from your bedroom and with web3 which is really crazy but yeah that that's something that like i mean i'm incredibly thankful for because i mean even even after it kind of settled down a little bit, I remember talking with my dad and he's like, you know, I kind of regret like letting you like do that and not staying in school or whatever. And I'm like, I don't regret it at all. There's no timeline in the universe that you could like, no one will ever be able to experience that shit, right? Like no one will ever be able, that's something you just can't experience again. And I could go back to school if I want to, right? Like I could go finish my degree, but I can't, there's nothing that could like replace what I not only like experienced, but learned and how much better I got at my craft. Like you couldn't have put me in, in art school for four years. And like, I, I wouldn't have gotten as good as I am at what I do now. Right. Like, mm -hmm. cause I was thrown into the fire, you know, like it was like, you have to make this and it has to be done by this time. And like, that's it. Like there's no, we can't push it till this time, you know? So, yeah, yeah, it, it sounds like exactly a lot of a, a lot of learning too. A lot of learning um, in the world when you're able, when you're just like when you bet on yourself and you have to if you if you can't self manifest and affirm yourself, uh, then who who is going to right? Like I I can't couldn't agree more. It reminds me of um, I was in public education, but w when you're in a, even like an education system, if you're in corporate America, anywhere, unless you are your own boss and you can create your own self-worth uh, and build yourself up and then build other people up. But when we rely on other people to see our potential, I can't tell you how many times I felt like toxicity in the workplace when I'm trying to do good for, you know, like the future generation, public education educators, but there's still so much toxicity because you feel like people don't believe in you. You feel like you're constantly having to prove yourself. And it's like, why don't, like, I know my worth, but you're not seeing it. And it just gets you down and frustrated. And so once you can finally go all in on yourself and start and realize, like, I, I can do this. I have the potential. I'm going to bet on myself from now on. It can really change your life. And I think that, like you said, it doesn't have to be something where you drop out or you know, I managed, you know, multiple part-time jobs while also uh, learning how to invest in crypto and then constantly evolving, you know, how I moved around the space. But it's so important that you constantly are betting on yourself and realize your potential. I've been telling my wife for years that we're going to eventually be millionaires because I just knew like the work ethic and that we people are going to see my potential one day. And I just think it's so important that you always realize yourself worth i think that's just if there's any lesson from this episode alone like i think it's so important that people constantly are reevaluating and thinking am i happy do people see my potential and if they don't find ways that you can manifest your own potential to the world and the universe because other people will eventually see it i totally agree i mean that's there's so much value in that there's so much um, like I mean, last summer I was like doing videos for $400 and working, you know, two in the morning to nine in the morning shifts at a grocery store. And then like seven months later, I sold like a piece for, you know, eight grand or some shit. So it's just about believing in yourself and and um, not wavering. And, you know, when oh, when other people have something bad to say about you or what or anything like you know, surrounding your work or whatever, it's usually more of some, 
it usually reflects more on them mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> because true. if yeah. you're only putting out positivity right like then it's it's hard to react to those things one thing that i want to add to this that's kind of similar that i it was an interview with shia labeouf i don't know how long ago mm-hmm. but he said something i think i heard it two years ago and he said something that like kind of changed my life i think um he said transparency is the new rock star and i was like i didn't really get it for a second and then i realized that like this was a time when like i mean it still happens now but social media is only people's highlights you know and like as young adults or whatever you see that and you're like oh man like fuck what the fuck am i doing right Mm -hmm. like god i you know i'm depressed over here i did all these people are posting their cars and vacations and this and this and that and I heard that transparency is a new rock star. I heard him say that. And I just like basically am just completely transparent and honest with my feelings and, and just as transparent as can be. And like on social media too, I'll post about, I'll just be myself, right? I'll post about whatever. If I'm going through something, I'll post about it, whatever. Because that's what people want. No mm-hmm. one wants some facade that everything's okay and only your highlights and whatever, because the truth is, is that shit happens. We go through shit and it's about how it's about how you react to it. Right. Because mm-hmm. you can only, rea- you can only control how you react to things. But that's just the thing that has always stuck with me is just like, you know, like being emotional and being who you are and like all of that is actually the coolest shit you can be, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah, because everyone, I mean, uh, so many people feel like uh, operating in like the world that we grew up in, that you're taught, whether it's from parents or from outside influences, what you should be, how you should feel, how you should act. And it's like, no, fuck that. Like, I'm my my own person. And like, once you can fully embody who you truly are, that's when like the magic starts to really happen. Yeah, I, I totally yeah, I mean, I, I just, uh, I really love, like, uh, being able, it's it's always funny, because I love these shows, because it's like, every time there's something that manifests itself in these shows, or, like, the conversation kind of goes in a certain direction, and I think that with so many people coming into the space, like, this conversation is so valuable and important for people to realize just just how, like, being your your own individual self is is enough in this space, and even if you're not sure where that where you fit in or how that how that kind of fits into web three you will eventually find it if you just continue to be yourself and um and surround yourself with other people in the community in this community that you know value what you're putting out and value what you are doing and because and the other people if they don't see your potential you just you can ignore it because they're not worth your time anyways that's what you've been battling for years and years trying to come up and so you've got to just continue to surround yourself with the positivity and i think that's why the nft space in general is usually such a positive space there's always some infighting that happens every once in a while but in general it's so important that we constantly are building each other up because we're all in the same boat and that's another thing some people seem to get frustrated about like hackatow or ferocious or they're like wow why are these people making millions well hackatow was or hackatow was living in a cabin making like a thousand dollars a month at duo uh, just a couple years ago, I talked to them. Fawocious was selling paintings for eight hundred dollars a couple years, uh, even like a year and a half ago. It's like insane to hear people put others down just because they're not there yet. Instead, continue to realize your potential and see that you can be just like them when you surround yourself with the positive culture and the positive influence of the space instead of feeling like an imposter just get at it and continue to grow and build because every single person that has been wildly successful in this space most of us didn't really have anything prior to entering yeah exactly i i think the thing with that is i mean i totally agree with you X copy is one of my favorite artists. And when I explain it to my mom or my dad too, I go, mom, this is why this shit is cool. Because I mean, obviously there's a lot of reasons why, but I'm like, this is why this is cool is because three years ago when no one was minting shit, he was and selling it for like $50. That's hard as fuck. Yeah. Like that's so fucking cool. Like, like 
not only do you believe in yourself, you believe in the chain, you believe in everything that's going on, you know, mm-hmm. and I am a, I'm human just like everyone else. And there's definitely times I'll go, you know, I'll go on Twitter and I'm like, damn, man, this sold for this much. Like what, what am I doing wrong? The, what you have to do when that happens, I feel like whether it's NFTs or whatever, it could be anything, right? It could be, you could, you, I could make videos and see someone else make a better video than me. Well, you, all you do is work. You just have to work harder. Yeah, right. You know, give like, you that, give you that grind. You know, get back to the, get back to the drawing table. Keep working. Yeah, yeah, it should inspire you. It should, it should be a push to be like, all right, well, if that person sold something for this much, like I'm about to kill this shit. I'm mm-hmm. about to make this, and it's gonna be crazy. You know, like I, I feel like, yeah, that's that's the thing. To, well, I don't know. The space is really positive for the most part. Any any negativity I've ran into, I honestly don't even care. I just try to like either troll it or just like whatever because ultimately we're all on the same team, you know. Like any any time I brought something up or said something to somebody, it's just it's just for the betterment of the entire space, right? Yeah. Like it's just for educating and like trying to get people on the same wavelength because. Like half the time, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm still learning every single day. So, um, but I think the space is like really positive. I did post last week. I said the toxic positivity in the NFT space is sometimes unbearable. And I super believe in that. Like there's a difference between positivity and toxic positivity. And people were like, acted like there, there was no such thing, but there is like, and yeah, it kind of yeah, gives you that 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 imposter syndrome again. Like everyone else is so happy, why am I not feeling like this this amount of happiness in this space if everyone else is? And then you can kind of get down on yourself and realize like that's that's not that's not positive either. What uh, what is uh what what would be your kind of definition of what toxic positivity uh, is and how that affects people? I don't know what the definition is exactly, but it's like there's a difference between genuine positivity and then just like being positive about every single possible thing it's just like it, it's just a lot sometimes it looks fake sometimes you know mm-hmm. like i feel like there's toxic toxic positivity to me is just like fake it's just being positive just because and mm-hmm. it's like well that's not you know like we should be positive for the shit that we're doing yeah I, and like the shit that is actively going on but yeah, toxic positivity, like hiding like a negative feeling or, you know, like it's kind of passive aggressive, I feel like, too. Yeah. And I'll see it on the timeline sometimes. And I'm just like, you know, like, I don't know. It just feels like for me, the feeling I get is I'll see it. I'm like, oh, that's like I just feel like corny. You know, it's like cringy. Yeah. You can genuinely feel when people are positive and excited and when people are just doing it because they want to, like, pump their own bags or, mm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a huge difference. And. And people are like, well, no, there's no such thing as positive, toxic. It's like there is. And, and, you know, well, I love what, it's not always happiness. Yeah, I love that you mentioned that because there is, I mean, there are studies that show like if you smile into a mirror and you like look at yourself, smile, like there's a psychological aspect of like smiling. And that's one thing of like, like manifesting, you know, a, like a positive mindset and like a growth mindset. But there's another thing about uh, not recognizing, you know, when things aren't going well or like hiding it. Like you said, like we all have bad days. One thing that always bothered me in the space is there's so many big investors and collectors and it's very, in a lot of them in the space, some of them that are influencers are really great about uh, telling you all the things that they do amazing, but they don't share when they lose and when they lose and when they lose. And it's like, dude, we all we if i don't care how how powerful or how much uh, of of an amazing collector you are you've invested in things that you know have gone and basically you've lost money on and and those are learning experiences but when we put out there that everything is like that we do everything right you know every time then people start feeling you know again like why am i losing why did i why can't i figure this out and it's like that's a big thing to me as i continue to grow in this space is to be transparent like you said because there are hard days there are days where you lose money there are days where your art sits and it doesn't sell and yeah that does suck it sucks a lot and the nice thing is you have a space that can uplift you and continue to remind you of your worth but it is okay to come to the space and feel down if you need to be uplifted too yeah i think 
I, I agree. I mean, I think there's there's so much positivity, and it's good. I had posted that really originally because it's not even negative, right? It's not even like I, I realized that I was like, oh, like all upset. I was just like, we have to we have to not ignore things that are in our faces and pretend like it's not right. We can't pretend like like someone has to say that shit yeah. <laughs> because it's obvious. It's like, come on, man. Like I I'm I'm a, such a positive person. And I love being positive. I love smiling. I love having fun. That's like the only thing I want to do. But if it's fake, it's like someone, you know, should say that because there are a lot of people, you know, I, we all know, I'm sure that there's a lot of people who come in the space every single day. There's new people. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I just think it's important because it, it's an overwhelming sense of positivity. It's like we do there's there's reality too right like there are you know you're you're gonna take losses sometimes or you're gonna mint some shit that like is goes to zero whatever and it's part of it and you learn but like it's it's i think it's important to just be transparent so like you said i think that's what it does come back down to is just being transparent about however whatever you're doing however you're feeling because yeah like if you if you're waking up and you don't feel like skipping out of bed and smiling and saying let's go good morning let's get this day i mean some days maybe you wake up and you're just having a rough day like you can at least you can come to the space and like hopefully get positivity and and be able to feel better but it's not like you you don't have to put a facade on every um and i think it, it is important to say like 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 what you're saying to be transparent is always going to allow you to be your best self because um you're not having to fake who you are and and like you said you always want to be your true self in this space especially because that's what allows you to maximize your full potential um with so many people coming into the space now i'm curious what you i'm sure you have some some artists that have just been in for a month or a couple months like what are what's the biggest piece of advice that you give to people that are just starting or just wanting to you know even start thinking about making art for the first time what are some of the tips that you give people when they do get down because they feel like they're not selling anything or they're not they're not um like people aren't seeing their worth what what are some of the things that you talk to people about or that you've you've talked you know had to tell yourself even well i think the biggest the biggest thing i think is like aside from the quality of your art or like you know, how long you've been, you know, some things are pre-programmed in a way, like not necessarily, but I mean, I've been making art for a long time. I've been like making all types of art for a long time. So in terms of that, it's like, I I was like, Oh, I know that I have the talent to do this. I know that I have the past body of work to do this. Like there's already a quote unquote provenance of like, I've existed as an artist for years, but I think the biggest thing in this space is people will come in and, and may not see sales or whatever and like that's it's like you can't focus on that you have to focus on building community you have to focus on meeting people talking to people like you know if you make your first sale like investing into other people talk you know joining people's spaces like that's the biggest i think that's a huge like value add is just being a member of the community Mm -hmm. and like Honestly, that's that's probably the biggest thing. There's been people who have like reached out to me and they've they've been, you know, they've said like similar things. They've been, oh, I don't know, I'm not getting sales, I'm not doing this. And I know I gave them that advice. Like just be a part of the community, talk to people, ask people questions, like and then I see them, you know, months later now, like totally into the community, totally involved, you know? And I think that's really where you see it because there's another thing you know there's another side to this is that like people are buying my art yeah but they're also like investing and and believing in me as a person right and that is more than just the art it's like that's like the rhetoric and the things that i say it's the like work ethic it's what i want to build on top of it it's about being involved in the community reaching out to people like you know including people and stuff that you do so i think that's like honestly the biggest thing um I couldn't agree and more then, too with that because it, uh, go ahead. Well, I don't know like how people, you know, for me personally with like collectors or whatever, I don't really, I think it's kind of cringy to like message them. Like if you go to message a big collector and you're an artist, they already know what you're trying to do. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the shilling. Trying to talk to a girl, yeah. Trying to talk to like a super hot girl. It's like <laughs> they already know what's gonna happen, right? Like, so yeah. for me personally, I don't really go into people. Like, I don't really shill like that. I'd rather just put the art out and like let it happen. But I know it's different for all types. You know, people are different, and and so like I don't know. But that's one thing that maybe I've said to people before is like, don't overly like shill or like, um, you know, like build really build relationships with your collectors. You know, like. Because those are people who are going to almost chill for you. If someone yes, really uh-huh. believes in you and buys the art, like a lot of my collectors who love my stuff and who talk to me like frequently, they show other people my artwork, you know? And it's like, and I, I believe that like it should be off like merit alone, you know? Like I really don't go into collectors' DMs. I'm like, hey, collect, you know, can we make a deal? Like, yeah. I don't, it, it's not natural. It's not, it's not genuine. And, I'd say I'd that's another piece of advice I'd give is to not do that. You know, like let it come and keep building because if if you build, they will come. Yeah. Yeah. The genuine connection is so important and something that you start realizing the more you operate in the space. And like you either if you do that, you're uh, you're not really listening to what everyone continues to remind you of, which is which is just to be a part of the community. You're, if you're going to build in this space, you know, you first, before you really even think about building, like get involved, start talking to people, learn, figure out what all this is, and then start asking questions. How do I do this? How do I do this? Don't ever say, will you do this for me? You can always ask people for help, and then they will, you know, be able to recognize that you're really serious about the space that you're wanting to learn. But when you change that script and you say, you know, no one, when you go to someone and you automatically start pitching them, like you said, even when you're, I was just in Vegas and they have those timeshare people and they come up to you and you know what they're going to do. And it's like, no, like walk away from me, get away from me. It's like, yeah. that's how it feels. It's like, I don't want to listen to your spiel. Like, I don't want to waste my time listening to what you're trying to make me buy. Like if you were coming asking for my help for something, if you wanted me to, you know, look at something uh, without any sort of ulterior motive those are totally different scenarios and those are people that i feel like are more successful when they put out their work and they find the community that enjoys and appreciates them and then they start giving back to those people and you see it happening time and time again like there's a lot of people in this space that are slowly building and there's a lot of reward to that too because you feel that um organic traction but also like you have a more meaningful relationship with the people you come in touch with yeah i think that that's something that like, you know, we're going to see a lot of different projects be built over time. But I, um, you know, there's a, there's a vast difference in like these big profile projects and artists who are building over time. And I think that, I don't know. I just think it's awesome. Like the stuff that I'm doing, I feel like I think about like the tortoise and the hare, you know, like, like you don't have to put out a, project some huge generative project and make a couple million dollars like you don't have to Mm -hmm. and i feel like doing that is also kind of puts you in a box right now you have to like now you have to build value for this one project and so i just do it like i just see myself as the project you know Mm -hmm. honestly like i just see myself and my work and art as the project and like you know just building over time like slow and steady and uh yeah. Yeah, I love it. Hey, we're going to start bringing some people up. If you have a question, go ahead and hit that request button and we'll we're going to start pr- bringing some people up for community corner in just a minute. But uh one last question I, I since you were talking about profile pictures, it's I think that you're right that sometimes um people have started especially if you're new to the space and you're a creator, it can get kind of you can make you down especially the last like 3 months feels like it's all profile picture projects, profile picture projects. You're like I, it's so important though um, and I think maybe you can touch on this about like not losing like your identity don't just try to do like I think there's some artists that probably are in the space that just tried to launch a profile picture project that'll probably go to zero and now instead of building organically like their full potential they were just trying to capture you know a small niche of a market that really you know is already kind of expanding out and so it's like instead of trying to just go go with the flow of what other people 
people are doing, like find your own thing that makes you feel happy and like gets your creative juices going. And if that's a profile picture project, that's fine. But, you know, then don't be upset if it doesn't do well because there's a thousand others. Um, just continue to build that project up slowly from the ground up. And some people are. You see a couple of these projects that really don't have much of a base, but the people that are starting them are so passionate. I think it just comes down to you have to be really passionate about what you're building, like you said, about conviction. Totally. Yeah, it's like, you know, if if that and if that lies in it, what I thought to myself is like, I was like, oh, I'm going to do one. I'm going to do a profile picture thing. That sounds cool. And then I was sitting here making it for like a week and I was like, I would have never done this though, like a month ago. So why am I doing this now? Right. Like mm -hmm. I would not have done this. So I'm not going to do it now. Like it's just not just because it's it's an it's a thing that's like going on right now doesn't mean that you have to participate in it. You yeah. Know? You don't always have and, to be doing what's trending because eventually exactly. it's going to shift and you start to see it already. Some of these one of one artworks are, you know, ex copy and uh, ferocious and Hackatow. There's some big artists that like all of their pieces are blowing up. The floor is like mm -hmm. at five ETH for one one piece that they did. And some of those are additions, you know, uh, big additions. And so it's like eventually if you grind it out, like your work, there will be a shift and there, the more collectors come in the space, they also uh, are going to appreciate that you've been focusing on what you really enjoy and love. And so don't get away from that. That should always be your first priority because for the first time in your history of yourself, you can build what you want to be in this space and what you're passionate about. So don't ever let that go, you know, like always be who you are in, in Web3 because if you're not, you're just going to continue to get in the cycle that you've been in for years and years where you're like constantly trying to chase what other people want you to be instead of being your true self so don't ever lose that all right man let's let's go into uh community corner get your catnip and questions ready it's time for you to take the stage for another segment of community corner all right black magellan how are you man thanks for coming up on stage and uh participating in the show Are you there, Black Magellan? Oh, shit. Hey, everybody. All right, let's oh, go with hey. Alec. What's going on, Alec? How are you doing? Uh, I'm great. Uh, name's Alex. But Alex. I go by Alec. Okay. But, but like, if you had a lesson. Um, I've been seeing Jake just, like, pop up in a lot of different facets of the crypto world or the NFT space. And one of those spaces that pique my interest as an artist is um the aspect of just like minting from your own wallet basically or just kind of doing it independently or having your own platform and um i'm trying to like bring people in real life into the crypto space but like i'm always telling them like get open sea blah 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 and it's like fumbly but and i want to like eventually get to the point where they can I can even encourage them to do their own but like I don't even know where that to start and I'm wondering if like artists in general should we like be actively trying to look into these other platforms where we can create our own or for now just write out the open sea foundation wave because it's kind of like a gatekeeping thing almost or it kind of feels it kind of feels like there's so many like barriers to get to a certain point but yeah, I think learning. so. I read three. Uh, I, I do my stuff like my contract with Manifold, but I reposted this tweet like earlier in the week. Um, someone I follow, he was like, So when you go to mint on OpenSea, just like on the website, it's gonna mint it onto an OpenSea like shared contract, shared token. So what that means is like basically. If you took all the OpenSea shared tokens and put them in a big bin, there's no way that you'd be able to tell my like my token and your token from that bin in an OpenSea shared contract. So it's just like kind of there's no provenance, like there's no true provenance. It doesn't say it's from you. So I think over time, like people like Manifold and you know some of these other companies that are making these like smart contracts, they're gonna open up to more people. But I did re. Requote this tweet last week from my friend who said like 
if you have stuff on OpenSea shared contract and you're an artist, message me and to like, you know, try to convert it over. I think that that's probably the best like bet right now is trying to find some devs who are doing that, who can help you. Um, there's also like, I know Open Zeppelin is a website that has like a lot of boilerplate contracts. And if you go on to like, I was doing it myself like a couple of weeks ago just to see like, just to like, basically try to deploy a contract myself and deploying a simple like ERC 721 if you're like a little bit you know like computer savvy isn't too difficult but um I think that like that is probably the best bet now is like trying to either learn it yourself if you're computer savvy like that or you know find devs in the community who who would help because there's there's a lot who are out there who will help you you know but I do think that, honestly, like in the future, I don't know how, you know, I don't know with how fast the space moves, but I feel like we already see it with Foundation doing those collections with Manifold, right? Like getting people on their own contracts. Wait, that's um, happening? So, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's happening on Foundation. They just rolled it out with like three or four artists. So I don't know, like, you know, I don't know when these things are going to be open, like to more people, but I feel like it's coming, you know? And I think that's a huge thing to like, it's cool that you said you're getting people involved. Like that's a big thing I try to tell people is about the contracts. Cause it's kind of like, it's kind of like you have to show them, right? If you tell someone a smart contract, like they probably think it's an actual contract. So. But at yeah. the same time, if we're being like honest, it, the smart contracts kind of is like the advanced tools for like when you're operating a certain software and then like you want to like get more specific um i feel like some people are just of course we know this perfectly fine having it set up for them and just being able to like make a living but like i feel like going forward we're going to experience a lot more people interested in the legal side of things um and we already know like there's issues with the quote unquote decentralization and so forth especially with open sea but Maybe there's going to be like more lawyers and shit for this kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting you say that because you think about it and um, just because we're decentralized and we are like, um, like copyright is like, you know, people are doing creative common like zero and shit. It doesn't mean that the world changed their copyright laws. Like, and I think a lot of people might think that. You know, just like because and it's like, well, no, there's still copyright laws. Right. And and, um, you know, like if OpenSea gets, you know, when OpenSea gets DMCA, like they have to act. Otherwise, the whole, you know, like they'll just take the cloud flare down and all of our NFTs will be gone. So I think it's an interesting spot and we're just going to see more like <clears throat> when these things have been happening. I just think in the back of my head, like there's already people working on this. There's going to be, you know, in six months, there's going to be there's going to be even more platforms, right. That are going to like, they're going to introduce us to something new, or hopefully there's going to be something where, you know, artists can like easily deploy their own contract. Right. Um, yeah. So. And if I, I'll jump in too with that, because I think you make a lot of really good points. I think one thing that we're realizing is just how early we still are. We're pioneers and like Manifold and Richard are a good example. Like they're constantly working around the clock to make, uh, you know, deploying a smart contract for the artist possible. And that's like their full time attention. They really are passionate about that. And we're going to continue to see building happen in a decentralized way where it becomes easier and easier and the onboarding isn't as difficult and so i'm really glad you're here too because that just shows that you i mean you're taking the time to learn this before it gets even more mainstream adopted um and and in terms of like bad actors they will always be there and but it's it's amazing because now if you if if you've been paying attention to crypto even for a few years back in when it started during like Mount Gox days and you got the Silk Road, I mean, yes, there's bad things that happen, but the the amount of 
of building happening in on that side is uh, is kind of dwarfed by the positive actors now in the space. Back then, there wasn't a lot of things being built, and so it was you know the bad actors got all the attention. And now you know you have people copywriting every day and trying to scam people every day in the space. But as the community gets smarter, uh, it's easier to weed those people out and to be able as a community move forward and not get. Um, you know, not get bogged down by those the bad actors or to let them take over the narrative of the space. And so I think that's important, too, as we move forward, is if the the it's it's in general in in civilization and humanity, if if the, if the good out, you know, are outnumber the bad, we will always win. And so I think that's important, too. But thank you so much for coming up on stage, too. And I appreciate you for coming up here. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Appreciate it. Um, oh. Thanks, Jake, for the chat. Yeah. yeah, of course, bro. Uh, Hidden Gem, you want You came up on stage. Do you have a question? Uh, yes, I would like to um, thank you, you first. Actually, the thing that you said, it's hit me. It's like uh, because I, I believe like, uh, you know, we did the Avatar, which is uh, um, different and unique. Um, each is different and, and we saw that like you know, like most of Avatar is like a ball, a yard club or the toad or the thing. And then we kind of like confused, like, uh, like, you know, should we do that or should we change, you know? But like you said, uh, the thing that you said, it, it's answer everything. Should focus on what we do and, and yeah, like, um, yeah, it's like uh, uh, maybe uh, for, for our collection, we have like all kind of like utility, utility and everything. But sometimes we, um, um, I might, expect too much you know like and maybe mm. like second sale or the the price should be like right so fast but actually we we sold out but like you know it's like uh yeah i i, I maybe like expect too much because in my community it's like uh you know everything move fast and then we just don't know like in the future you know so i just want to share that i i would like to thank you 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 guys very much and i think like uh from i got the answer from from what you talk about you know like just keep doing it and in the future maybe it's a shift you know like like you said like the the trending might shift and something so yeah so thank you so much that's what i want to say thank you for coming up here i think what uh it's amazing that you 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 see value in in participating and coming in spaces and learning too and jake you may be able to add on to this but like we were talking about if the if this project that you're building is something that you're super passionate about like you like you came up here you didn't chill what you're building or anything like that but you just keep working on it and you keep doing your project and your passion other people in the community will eventually it may be a slow grind but if your passion is there, you're going to enjoy every bit of that grind because you love it. Uh, and so it's important to keep working on building something that you enjoy. Jake, you have anything to add on that? Not really. I think that, you know, if you have the conviction in it and, and like are building something and you're proud of what you're building, then like, I believe, like, I believe in what I'm doing, right? I believe in the same thing that you're saying with your stuff. So in my opinion, this might sound like cocky or whatever, but I think this is like part of manifestation is that you have to like, you have to um, wholeheartedly believe in it and kind of feel like it's inevitable, right? Mm -hmm. Like in your own head though, not like, not necessarily telling everybody else, yeah, yeah. but like knowing your conviction in it, knowing how hard you work in it, knowing that like you have people supporting you and having conviction in that, then like you you know, you can, you can manifest these things like doing that. And sometimes it's like almost like maybe fake it till you make it or whatever, but I'll literally like, there's things that I haven't happened to me yet, but I know will happen because I'm just like, will not stop until they do. Yeah. So, and you use the, and, and instead of using, like you said, the big projects that have been making it as like getting frustrated or down, use that as motivation to keep building and keep growing your community and keep mm -hmm. working hard, you know, because those things, I think that's what make people come up here and chill is like, oh, I just need to get in front of more people. I need to talk about my project and need to tell someone that's name. But at the end of the day, like when you do that, people get turned off so it's like let me just keep building and use all of those other pr projects to help motivate me to be my best instead of you know instead of you know trying to 
to do something to market it, but then coming across, you know, unauthentic. Exactly. Um, actually, two more things I want to share is like, if I, if you have uh, people who really believe in you, you know, like for, for my community, they, some of them, they're really like a big fan. So I'm like, when I look back, yeah, why, why should I like think like expect thing to go really fast? And another thing is like, I think it's like a, a running, like uh, sometimes when you jog, you see some people, you know, run faster and take, took over you. And then you are like, man, maybe I should run faster. But like, uh, if you see the destination, like if I run from LA to New York, I can run maybe slow, right? But if it's like 400 meter sprint, yeah, that's a different mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much. Thank I, you I learned, so much. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I learned a lot today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? Exactly. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, it can feel like you have to work uh, hard and do um, things that aren't yourself because it does feel like in the day to day that this can be uh, a sprint because everything moves so fast. But the people that have been the most successful in the space have been building uh, for quite a while and and just continue to grind out every day. So never get down on wherever you're at in the journey uh, of Web three because you know you're in the right place and now it's just a matter. Of of continuing to build and grow and show people your true self. And I love, uh, you know, anytime I bring up a project or like a, someone with an avatar project, I get a little nervous. And so this was one of the first times that I um, am really appreciate someone coming up and just wanting to talk about something that they learn because there's so many projects out there that need to continue to remember that it's about the journey for you, not about getting everyone else on board. First, it's about yourself. Exactly. Right I totally on. agree. All right, Jake, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show and um, participating. And, and I, I learned a lot. I'm, I hope other people learned a lot. It's just uh, the power of blockchain and Web3 is here. And now it's just a matter of everyone finding their place and building community and growing. And so I'm, I'm glad that um, that everyone's in this space. And I'm, I'm glad that Jake was able to take some time and, and help educate us too. This has been another production of Guttercat Studios. All conversations with Crazy Carl are for educational purposes only. You should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody really, especially financial advisors. Take control of your own financial future and do your own research always. That's all for now. Until next time, we'll see you in the metaverse.